The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. What are your thoughts? Take two. In three, two. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us in the... Oh, my gosh. Mm. Mm. Just not happening today. It's all right. It's been a or good Or you run. are listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 35th birthday today. Happy birthday to Robin Van Persie. Oh, nice. That's yes. a great header in the World Cup a few years ago. It's uh, the uh, Dutch Dutch Wunderkind. Yeah, he's got some uh, golazos in, under his he back, does. under his belt. Uh, first four through the door, Andrew Christensen, Daniel Agnew, Will Boyles from Lubbock, and John Purcell. What's up, y'all? Today is Tuesday, August 6, 2019, 114 days until Thanksgiving, episode 793, 793. The number of plate appearances for Doug Strain. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that was yesterday. The number of hits allowed by Joe Coleman in his illustrious Texas Rangers career, Washington Senators, mostly 1965 to 1970. On today's show, guys, we've actually got a... Pretty fun announcement coming up off the top of the show. And then back half of the show, a pair of interviews. One with the head coach of the 6A Division I state champion Galena Park North Shore Mustangs, Coach John Kay, in which he recounts for us, A, exactly what was going on on the sideline during and before, during, and after the Hail Mary. And B, where he would play if he could, what what game or what stadium he would play in if Best he could answer we got all week. move, uh, play one game for, with his squad at any stadium in Texas. We'll get into that. And then we'll also hear from new Beeville Jones coach Chris Souza back on the sideline. Excited to have him back. Uh, a good dude, a good friend of the show, uh, talking to uh, Chris Souza, the new head coach at Beeville Jones. We'll hear from both of them, John Kay and Chris Souza, coming up here at the back half of the show. But first. We do have a, I would say, not insignificant announcement. So, on this show, you will remember that we have um, always put out at TexasFootball.com our Texas high school football rankings. Uh, they're up right now at TexasFootball.com slash rankings. You can see them. Um, and, of course, they, are, they come out in the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Um, basically, I'll walk you through it. About a couple of months ago, we were approached by our friends at the Associated Press uh, that said, and they said, hey, what would you think if we ran your rankings on The Wire? And you'll, you're probably thinking, huh, well, wait a second, doesn't the AP have their own rankings? And they did. Um, but that is apparently not going to be the case anymore. Uh, instead, the Associated Press uh, will be running the Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings, meaning that when you open up your local paper, 
you'll be seeing the TexasFootball.com rankings. Uh, more or less the official rankings of Texas high school football uh, across the Lone Star State. We're really, really proud of this. Uh, we're excited that uh, that the Associated Press has tapped us uh, as a trustworthy source uh, for our rankings. So we are really, really excited uh, that we're now going to be handling the high school football rankings uh, for the Associated Press. Um, nothing will change from our rankings perspective. The one thing that will change is our Monday shows uh, during the season, we're going to make a big deal out of it. We're going we're gonna to roll out uh, our rankings. So we'll probably, whereas normally I believe our rankings would come out Monday morning, we will now probably push that to Monday during the show. Uh, to kind of have a big reveal, our rankings reveal. But we are very, very excited uh, that we are um, going to handle the high school football rankings uh, for the Associated Press. So when you pick up, pick up your newspaper, um, which you should do, please go support print media. But whenever you check out uh, Texas high school football rankings, they will be from Dave Campbell's Texas Football and from TexasFootball.com. We're, ex- we're extremely proud of that. We're very excited about uh, moving forward with this uh, uh, with this uh, arrangement. And so uh, very excited that we're going to be handling the high school football polls uh, for the Associated Press going forward. Some quick reactions off the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, will Boyles says, wait, Monday morning fallout is already pretty big. Yep. So. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. Are, are you complaining about content? Uh, but everyone else is really excited. Uh, one question that they have, will will they be the rankings as we do it, or will we uh, be splitting D1, yes. D2? Because that is the number one thing everyone's asking about. So that was obviously a sticking point for us yeah. uh, and a sticking point from um, the Associated Press. And one of the, you know, what, to be real honest, one of the criticisms that I had of, of the Associated Press rankings, but we will have split Divisions. They yeah. will be the rankings that you have come to expect from Dave Campbell's Texas football. Top 25 in Class 6A, and then top 10 in each division uh, from uh, from 6A all the way down to 1A, as well as um, whenever you get into the private schools, top 5 for uh, 11-man schools and top 5 for 6-man schools. So uh, it will be just the Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings per usual, but now they have the, uh, the stamp of the Associated Press, which is something that I know that we're very excited about. Um, and and so yeah, we're 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 excited to be more or less the official rankings of Texas high school football heading forward. So there you go. There's that. Of course, you will see the rankings at TexasFootball.com every Monday as well. Of course, you say that you still haven't put the preseason rankings up on the new website yet. Oh, I haven't. No. Mm, okay. Maybe I'll get to that today. Maybe we rolled them out. Plus, you guys should have your copy. You should of have it Campbell in the magazine. To be fair, if you're listening to this, you right. should have it in your magazine, but it is not on the website yet. Yes. So. We'll put it up today, I guess. Okay. <laughs> now that it's officially yes. statewide news. I guess so. Yeah, I guess now it matters. Yeah, probably. Um, okay. So while we were down at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention in Houston a couple of weeks ago, we caught up with a number of coaching luminaries. One of them uh, has a team on the cover, the secondary cover of Dave Campbell's Texas football, the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. Coach John Kay coming off of that thrilling, unbelievable win over Duncanville in the 6A Division One State Championship game. We picked his brain. We hadn't had a chance to talk with him uh, since then. Here's our conversation with Galena Park North Shore Mustangs coach John Kay here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tupper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here in the Built with Chocolate Milk Coaches Lounge at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention with head coach of the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. It is Coach John Kay. Hey, Coach, what's new? 
Not much, just uh, ready to get it started, and this is always a, a good little segue into the season, so we're excited to be here. Anything notable happened to you in the last, um, I don't know, nine months or so? I had a cat. Uh, we found a cat cool. and uh, took that in, cool. and so that was pretty exciting. And, uh, you know, I bought a couple new shirts. But That's beyond great. that, uh, beyond wardrobe and my new cat, uh, it's been pretty ho-hum. Yeah, you also um, <coughs> won a state championship on a Hail Mary. Um, I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> I, I have not stopped watching that play. Uh, this is a question, this is 100% true, I've been wanting to ask you for nine months or eight months, ever since the, the, the play happened, is that after the game, and I know it is craziness as A.J. Carter hauls in the, the game-winning touchdown to win the state championship in a play I still can't believe, but Sarah Merrifield goes after, after for Fox Sports Southwest, goes and sticks a microphone in your face, as, as we media are wont to do, and she says, what's one word to describe this the, this game and, or this play, this this you know this moment, and you said North Shore. I'm sorry. I know that's two words. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but North Shore. What do you mean by that? I've always wanted to know. I just felt it was uh, it, it was a good representation of the community uh, of our kids of of the way that they work and uh, just a belief to the very end to just keep fighting and uh, so. You know, again, I thought it was much bigger than football. I thought it was just the way that these kids have been raised and, and the things that we're able to take advantage of in our program, um, that just the uh, ability to, to never lose uh, belief and, and, and keep fighting. And, and I think it's so indicative of, of uh, not just our kids but our entire community. Can you take me through that play from your perspective, from what, you know, what, what, you know, because the thing is, you've, I'm sure you've been in games like that where it's like, all right, we got one play, let's throw it in the end, see what happens. Yeah. Uh, what, from your perspective, how did that unfold? Well, I mean, it was, it was, it was an interesting thing. Uh, obviously, the, the, they went down and scored, and, mm-hmm. and uh, stopping the two-point conversion was huge. I think that's one thing that gets overlooked oh, a yeah. whole bunch because that kind of gave us a spark on the sideline of, of our guys. You know, they burned a timeout after the score, and, um, and, and so it was an ability for us to talk to our guys. This is huge. If we can keep this uh, field goal wins, it, we feel confident in our kicker and our field goal unit. So, you know, this is big. And, and so when we, when we got the stop on the two-point conversion, I think – you know, the kids on the sidelines started to look at each other like, okay, we've got a shot. And, um, you know, I, I thought our, our offense did a great job of working the sideline down and we get that huge holding call. But at that point, we're playing for the field goal, you yeah. know, all the way down from, from Jump Street. We're playing for the field goal. And um, we get the holding call. You know, we've got a timeout that we were able to keep based on the, on the way that they were working the sideline. And, uh, you know, there's really there's nothing left. We burn the timeout, talk to it. Initially, we were going to go to a play that we called Boise, which, um, you know, is multiple laterals, mm-hmm. more, more along the lines of the Miami, Dolph- Miami Dolphins uh, against the, uh, the Patriots this mm-hmm. past year than anything else. But I think you could see it in our kids' eyes that there just wasn't the confidence uh, that we hadn't repped that to the level that we'd repped the Hail Mary. And uh, Coach Gaston up in the box said, no, let's, let's go Hail Mary. And, you, you know, you kind of see some heads nod and, uh, you know, go back. And at that point, I literally took off my headsets, put them over on the bench because I'm a spectator like everybody else. There's yeah. nothing left to do at that point but watch and, and, and see what our kids can do. And uh, You know, it was uh, Jordan Revels, who's now at Texas State, is going to be a phenomenal player that as I put my headsets down and start walking to the sidelines to watch, say, Coach, man, I believe in this. I believe in the process. Mm-hmm. He's smiling. And, uh, you know, that for me was kind of like a, uh, a wake-up of, yeah, let's, you know, this we got a legit shot here. Um, and, and I thought they executed it perfectly from, from the way to me. 
Demetrius stepped up in the box to the, you know, the way that they ran the bender to the middle field to pull just a, a phenomenal safety from Duncanville out of that play. And, and then, of course, A.J. And, and Shadrach, two guys that, you know, if I had to bet my life on a, on a guy catching the ball, it would be one of those two kids. So we had everything that we wanted at that point. And uh, at that point, it was a matter of, uh, of those kids executing it, and, and they did, and, and, you know, the rest is history. The thing that stands out to me, and I tell people this all the time, is, is that if, if you remove that last play, Let's let's just say pass falls incomplete, yeah. like most Hail Marys do. Mm-hmm. That's still an unbelievable sure. yeah. football game from a pro- like you talk about two heavyweights throwing haymakers at each other. Yep. And I know uh, you know in, in in reading what you've said to, to, to other outlets and things like that, I know you just have a ton of respect for what that for that Duncanville team and, and that Duncanville program. And and I mean, just speaking as a neutral observer, just what a joy it was to watch those two you two elite teams worthy of playing on the biggest stage just duke it out like that it was just it was such such a you know i don't have a question it was just it was awesome is what yeah, i'm saying no i mean <laughs> i i think you, you hit the nail on the head you know we knew that going in people asked and it was north shore for us it was spring ball it was like playing against north shore and uh, they were so athletic so physical so strong and uh you know we got nothing but respect for those guys and uh you know I've, i hear people all the time talking about some ill will between the two they may have it we don't i mean we've got mm-hmm. nothing but respect for duncanville uh, unfortunately in in our region uh, you know, there hasn't been any talk about a rematch because there's a lot more work in, in, in our region and, and there's too to, to before we start talking about that. So, uh, but, you know, like you said, nothing but respect and, and uh, just so uh, honored to be part of that. And I know you guys, uh, obviously, you probably feel the team this year. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have eleven out there. So good, 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 good for you guys. Yeah. We have you on the secondary cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Of course, we're stoking the fire of Duncanville versus North Shore. My bad. Uh, but I'm I'm interested. How do you feel like? Because a lot of the the familiar faces from last year's team, Zach Evans, Demetrius Davis, Shadrick Banks, are all back. Um, defense has some some a little bit of rebuilding to do or a little bit reloading to do, so to speak. How do you feel like this team may be different from 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 last year's team? I think that you know that's yet to be determined, and that that's the big thing. We we've got some kids coming back that that are highly regarded and for good reason. What we lost was some really really good high school players, and, and in our sport, that's the glue of every great team. And and so obviously the the uh, a lot of the the press is going to go towards these guys. They're going to be big time power five division one guys, but the wins and losses are coming from those great Texas high school football players, and and we've got a lot of those guys to replace. And uh, I feel like our staff has done a phenomenal job of developing kids and getting them ready we had a great spring we've had a great summer and so uh, you know but until they line up against the the Katie's and the Ridge Points and the Westfields uh, of the world uh, that that's yet to be seen but but I feel like we've got the uh, a nucleus of kids that can maybe get us over the hump and, and, and get us to the experience that we're going to need um why is why is Galena Park so special for you because this is a, you know this is a I'm, I'll speculate here I'm sure you've gotten phone calls to go to other places, uh, and here you are uh, at Galena Park, and and you, you seem so inextricably connected to this program, this community there what is it about it that's so special to you well, i think you know people talk all the time about having a fit you know being yeah. a fit somewhere and, and a lot of times that's lip service or it's just you know another one of those things that, that people say but i i think that's the biggest thing is that uh you know it's a community that i could have easily been raised in and i think uh our kids could have easily been raised in the community that i was so there's a there's a shared philosophy and, and shared value there of, of not just myself but the uh, but the parents and, and uh it's it's a great place for me to be i think there's some trust uh, 
uh, between our, our community and me and, and vice versa because I think we all know who we are at the at the end of the day when the bulls start flying. And so, um, you know, the, the reality is I, I think a lot of people see that. So I don't get calls, to be perfectly honest with you, because I think people see this is where that guy belongs. And, and uh, that's not to say that, that you don't have opportunities later in the future. And, and uh, I'll, I'll tell the kids the same thing. Make sure you're doing whatever's in your best interest. But um, it's a great place for me to be. It's a great fit. And I think all of us, including me, benefit from that. We are obviously very excited about your North Shore Mustangs. We have them ranked number one. Dave Campbell's Texas football. Sorry about that. Um, and and you know I'm 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 interested kind of in, in in how you you maintain expectations because you know obviously I think there's a lot of programs that go out there they win a state championship especially in the manner that you did and they say cool awesome we did it you know, hanging up. How do you, how do you keep that sense of urgency going into the next year? I think it's, it's just what we've been doing here and, and since I've gotten there and it's, it's not a focus on winning championships. It's not even a focus on winning games. It's a focus on improving and getting better. And, and that was huge for us in 2015 when we started off one and three and, and everybody wanted to know, you know, I bet is the, how's the locker room? Are you keeping those kids together? Well, it was never about winning. So, you know, because we don't talk about that, there was never an issue with morale. It was always about, here's where we're getting better. It's what we need to do. And we were able to build on that and it wasn't a problem and, and, and you know that was an example of how it worked for us when we weren't real successful early on and I think the same thing works for us with a successful year like we've had we never talked about winning a state championship going 16-0 and 0 or, or winning games it's about being improving you know improving and, and getting better and so we just continue to preach that and, and whether or not you know we won a state championship where we get we go five and five and, and don't make the playoffs the focus is on proving and and uh, we've done that this this offseason and this spring and this summer and and uh, hopefully that'll continue to the fall. Let's address the elephant in the room. Let's talk about your hair. Yeah, it's a direct result of a of a uh, uh, overtime win against Westlake in 2015 and a hail mary mm-hmm. win against uh, Duncanville in 2018. And so there's nothing less for me to lose. And uh, you know, so uh, I'm going to fight a lot of battles, but this is one battle I'm through fighting. You know and uh, here I am. You know what? Respect. Yeah, you you have a lot of respect for the Dave Campbell. <laughs> it is John K of Galena Park North Shore joining us here uh, on Texas Football Today at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention. One last thing to get to is the Dick Sporting Goods Wheel of Questions. All right. Give this thing a spin. Whatever it lands on, you are legally bound to answer. <laughs> DickSportingGoods.com uh, is sponsoring this wheel, whether they like it or not. All right. You've played in a lot of big stadiums. Mm-hmm. Do you have one that you haven't played in that you've always wanted to go to? You've always wanted to play in. Yeah, I want to play in the Puncher Dome. I want to oh, go to Mason. buddy. And, uh, you know, I think my uh, my bucket list right now is uh, some of those those historic community stadiums in Texas, which is making this game great. So uh, I happen to see that you may have maybe involved in, in, in a game at that stadium, but mm-hmm. uh, that's one that I'd really like to experience. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be fun. That's, yeah. a, that's actually a big night of football because I believe you guys are going to open with Katie on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know A&M and Texas State are going to play on, 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 a, on one of the family networks there, and then on Fox Sports Southwest it'll be it'll be Mason and uh, Mason and Wall. So uh, I'll send you a tape. Yeah, of the yeah. Game. They'll, they'll you'll be, be a little uh, busy that night. I'll be a little bit busy, but uh, we'll, coach, we'll make time. Coaching against the Hall of Honor coach and yeah. Gary Joseph. Yeah, what fun it'll be. Yeah. Coach K, again, congratulations on last year. Best of luck this year. We're looking forward to. Thank it. you all. Thank you very much. There he is, John K, head coach of the Six A Division One State Champion Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. Uh, talking about the Hail Mary, talking about his hair. It's not important. None of it's important, Greg. You know what the important thing is. The Puncher Dome. He wants to play with a school with an enrollment of more than 4,000. 
He just wants to play a game at the Puncher Dome, which has, I think, seats 800? Let's which is it. dope. I'm super into that. That's Let's where that's where Cadia North Shore should play week one. Although actually, it's kind of busy that night. Can we get like some sort of North Shore, uh, El Paso yeah. school? I want like I want a preseason. I want game. a super weird game know. there. I want I want crazy. I want Galena Park North Shore and Lubbock Estacado to play. <laughs> I <laughs> punch your toe. I mean, I've always respected John Kay as a coach for obvious reasons. Sure. Now he's he's quickly at the top of my power rankings. So oh, yeah. a, no other answer, by the way. No other stadium, no nothing. Just punch your dome. The other thing I liked is off the very top when I asked him, I was like, anything happened noteworthy of we you got in a the cat. last nine months? I oh, got a cat. Bought a couple <laughs> new shirts. <laughs> anyway, appreciate John Kay for stopping by the Dave Campbell's Texas football booth at THSEA Coaching School and Convention. Another guy who stopped by, the new head coach, the Beeville Jones Trojans, Coach Chris Souza. Back on the sidelines, excited for Coach Souza to get another run there uh, with Jones. Here's our conversation with Beville Jones coach Chris Souza here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here in the Built with Chocolate Milk Coaches Lounge at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention with the new head coach of the Beville Jones Trojans. We're joined by Coach Chris Souza. First and foremost, congratulations on the new gig. Thank you very much. Um, tell you know We've heard some people talk about why you're such a good fit for this job. Uh, but I kind of want to flip it on its head. You're a guy who's been in Texas high school football long enough that you know good jobs. Why was this the right job for you? Well, you know, Greg, we were uh, – I was there 10 years ago. And uh, I left Mathis. That was my first head coaching job and, and had a great eight years there. And then Bevo came calling. And uh, it was a great place, a great fit for us. My, my daughter and my son uh, both graduated from there. Got a great education, number one. Had great uh, administration, great faculty. I uh, had a great coaching staff and uh, made a lot of good memories. So we left we left Beeville on good terms, went back to my hometown in Alice. Uh, but a big part of it was just the fact that my kids graduated from there. They're both, you know, two of the three uh, were coach, are coaches now. And, and the biggest reason going back is that uh, they're going to come coach with me. Yeah. And that's really a special thing for me and, and for our family. And uh, uh, Beeville is that one horse town. A lot of tradition. Uh, they have a good program there. Coach Bomar left it in good shape. Mm-hmm. We had some good kids. They worked hard. I uh, got there in May. Uh, you know, just uh, no reason not to go back. Uh, again, a great administration, great superintendent, and they, they made it hard for me to leave Medina Valley. Medina Valley was good to me, mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes you got to make those decisions. You pray about it, and uh, when it's all said and done, you do what's best for you and your family. You you moved back to, to, to Beeville, and, and I'm interested when you talked with your – when you addressed your kids for the first time as, as coach, what was what was your message to them? They, they may have heard – you know, maybe they heard of Coach Souza, and you know, now here you are. You know, you're right. Uh, some of the some of the coaches on the staff there were ex players of mine. Yeah, and that's pretty cool too. When when a student athlete goes on to college and wants to be a coach like his coach was, and that's pretty special. But no, it was easy. A lot of those people there, their parents, you know, knew of us, and so introduction wasn't too necessary. But just the fact that I wanted to exp- express to them how important education is to us and our family, and and that uh, we're going to hold them to high standards. And you just kind of give them our expectations. Um, you know, kids everywhere I've been have been really good. Mm-hmm. Kids, kids are good everywhere. You just got to sometimes they might be rougher than others. But, uh, you know, we're excited, you know, with, with my son Eric coming back, graduated from there, had some four, you know, five, four of the five years we made the playoffs when he was there. He started for him as a quarterback, as a, as a freshman. So uh, just great memories. Um, and it was easy, easy to, to, to kind of 
fit back into place. We're awful fond of your son too. We we you know we loved watching him play. You know with, you know both both in high school and then after high school as well. Um, you know I'm. We, we were talking before we came on the air that, that Beeville is, it seems like, you mentioned it's a one-horse town, but it seems like this little pocket of, like, there's always a couple guys that yeah. come out of Beeville that can play some football. Yeah. And and do you feel like you've, you've got that coming up here in, in, in this year and maybe the next couple of years? You know, I, I sure do. We got there in May. Uh, May 6th was my first day. And the kids right off the bat, I mean, there's some good-looking kids there. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs last year, the last couple of years. Um, well, we have, I think, 10 of the 11 offensive kids returning back. We had 25 returning Letterman back. So, you know, Coach Beaumont left us in good shape. The kids uh, work hard. The good-looking kids are O-line. It's going to be pretty big. We have some skilled kids. Quarterbacks back, that's always important. Running mm-hmm. backs back, slot receivers. So, so uh, you know, going from, from the spread offense to the slot T is going to be the transition. But – you know, we're multiple in the things we do, and, and Eric Eric's going to do some things there and take advantage of the talent pool that we have there. And uh, I hired a young defensive coordinator who was coaching there the year before. And, uh, you know, we're excited. It's going to be fun. Um, you know, it, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's been good so far, and I can't wait. Oh, we're here at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention, and I know that you are you're intimately involved with the with the THSEA. You're a past director of the THSEA. You're, right. You know, you're, you're wearing the shirt. Uh, they, don't, <laughs> yeah. they don't give any other shirts. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, from your perspective, you've been in the, involved in this organization for a long time, big advocate of this organization. Um, it seems to me that this, that this is a, an organization that's in a really good spot right now. And it seems like it's growing, and it seems like it's, it's got a robust membership. Um, it, it feels like it's a good time for the THSCA. You know, it is. It's growing. You know, we have, you know, I think 13,000 attendees to this, uh, yeah. to this convention here. Coach Rutledge just retired. And they gave up, gave it up to, to Coach Martin and Coach West, mm-hmm. and so it's in great hands. Uh, you know, we got so many great folks. You know, coaching is, is special, and we got so many coaches that are, you know, have so much power. You know, within them, and uh, it's just exciting. Just got through with a with a past director's luncheon a while ago. Got to reminisce with some of the old guys again, and just you know, you know, connect, make those connections again. So, you know, we're in good shape. Uh, they do a lot for our organization, and and it's just. Uh, you know, I'm just blessed to be part of it. It's Chris Souza, the head coach of the Beeville Jones Trojans. He's now going to spin the Dick Sporting Goods Wheel of Question. There's nothing on here that'll get you in trouble. Don't worry. Okay. Give this thing a spin. He right. said, "He said okay." I don't know if you guys caught that. He said, "Okay," very trepidatiously. He's like, "Okay, <laughs> we'll see, Tupper." All right. If I'm coming over for dinner, what are you cooking? What's the What's the Chris Souza go-to? I tell you what. You come over for dinner. I'm gonna I'm gonna barbecue a steak. I like it. Yeah. I'm into that. Okay. Ribeye or T-bone. Okay. If we have a lot of time, we'll make some, make you a brisket and that kind of thing. I'm going to hold you to it. Chris Souza, Beaville Jones. Right. Congratulations Great. on the new gig. Best of luck this year. Thanks, I appreciate it. There he is, Chris Souza, the new head coach of the Beeville Jones Trojans, joining us at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention in Houston a couple weeks ago. Appreciate him taking a little bit of time to chat a little bit of Trojans football. Happy to have him back on the sideline. Happy to have him back. That's uh, that's good. He did great work in Medina Valley. Excited to see what he does there at Beeville Jones. Uh, second time around, yep. I believe. Yeah. So excited to see what the what the reunion tour looks like. So excited for him. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Andrew Christensen with your question of the day: What's more likely in the next twenty years? Allen goes zero and ten, or someone from the El Paso or Valley areas wins a state title? Big school. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Say that again. In the next 20 years, uh-huh. what is more likely? Allen goes 0-10, mm-hmm. or a, a big school from El Paso or the Valley wins a state championship. 
I'm going to say Big School or Val, or, uh, El Paso. Or my my thinking is is the same, mm-hmm. that in the next 20 years, it is entirely possible that Dallas makes some weird seismic shift and Allen is not a powerhouse, but I cannot see 0-10 ever 10, happening. 0-10, I nope. mean, nope. let me let me look nope. this up. Nope. I, I want to see if they've ever gone 0-10, oh, like if they've ever gone winless. I, I would guess like maybe once. Don't think that's happening. Now. Could I see a magical season from like a five A team in like five A D two? I mean, man, we like we squinted and we hoped it would be Parkland, right? Right. Uh. So in nineteen sixty three, okay, Allen went. <laughs> We're going year by year. Uh, oh nine one. But. I mean, obviously things were different back then. Guys, it's hard to go winless. That's one it's thing really it's kind of worth mentioning. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I believe that was a six-man team in Allen that went 0-9. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, it is it is unlikely, let's be clear, yeah. that an El Paso or Rio Grande Valley school makes it to a state championship. But wins it. Wins, wins it. Wins the state argument is win. Okay. Unlikely. But the, the division split in 5A is a huge, huge, huge advantage for them. Because it open it, it just clears things out a little bit for the for the right El Paso team or the right Valley team to get through. We had a team make it to a regional final last year. Yeah. Um, region four has not traditionally been super duper duper strong, um, at least in the past five years or so. Yeah, I, I would say that it's it's more likely. Now we're talking about two percent versus one percent, right? But I will also say that uh, yeah, I think that it's more likely that you have a real a Valley or El Paso team win a state championship than Allen going winless. Allen going winless would be pretty shocking at this point. Yeah. Uh, oh, he also included the Little Southwest Conference in Laredo area too. That doesn't count because the Little Southwest Conference is good. Like, yeah, they've they've definitely made more of an impact and they've got better. Tascosa is in the Little Southwest Conference. Uh, They're in a semifinal. Yeah, and L- almost came back and beat Longview. Yeah. Uh, Laredo, I think, is okay to lump in with the other ones. I but agree. Uh, Little Southwest Conference does not count. If you uh, include that, then that's easily that that raises the stakes much higher. Those teams are a lot closer. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Okay. That's Every, everyone's excited about the AP stuff, though. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. We're very excited. So that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Max Thompson. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please send your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.